I'm Johnny Flores, and you're listening to Metal Gear Resurrections. On this episode, I'm joined with Shane Smith, Metal Gear historian, podcaster, content creator, and friend of the podcast. I hope you enjoy the episode as we discuss Metal Gear, a little bit of family life, and as always, our intro and outro is by fingers. Oh, I kind of miss it. My daughter had a yeah. doctor's appointment. My doctor, my daughter had a doctor's appointment today, which turned out to be a waste mm. of time because, like, her teacher like said some stuff on the paper that contradicted what I said on the paper, and so they're like, "You guys need to get on the same page, or I can't diagnose her." Yeah, and I was like, oh, "Great." <laughs> so, um, but there were like so many babies there, and I'm just like looking over at Romelia, like, "You're so big now." Yeah, I was gonna say my wife is like into like, I want another one. Oh, oh no. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know, like, I don't I know about do that. It. I can't physically do it. You're like, do you only have first one? Some, first, yeah, I only have one, and I started really late. I'm I'm 38 right now. Don't do it. I, yeah, exactly. If I do don't it again, do it. I'd be closer to 40. And then don't like at that graduation, I'm be like close to like senior citizen. You definitely. We did it so <laughs> early. Like we had our kids at 21 because we knew by the time we yeah. were 40 and the kids were out of the house, like we mm. would we would be free to do whatever we wanted and we'd still be young so we did that on purpose and it's paying off already but because we're still like kind of young so i'm such a late bloomer i did everything late in life (laughs) i mean you're still happy you look very happy and i love seeing pictures of your child oh yeah so cute she brings she brings so much joy into my life before i was like man i wasn't so happy but now i'm like you know always smiling yeah she's so so cute thank you so, Shane, I finally got you on the podcast. I'm here. I'm here. The one and I want to. I want to first off apologize <laughs> yeah. for blowing you off like no. a year ago. Because I remember. No, I remember you DMing me and yeah. being like, "Do you want to be on?" And I literally just closed the DM. I actually remember it mm. clear as day because I think about it like at least once a week. I just closed the DM mm. and I was like, "I can't do it right now," but I can't tell him that because he's so nice and I feel bad. And, <laughs> and now that I'm on, like, mm. I've said it to the mountaintops. Everybody knows I'm on new medication, but like now that I'm on like a better mindset, I should say. Yeah, I've been working. I've been working out more got on better medication i have started five podcasts of my own mm. i um got more productive and i got more into my element i would say like working i was like mm. yeah i need to start reaching back out to people that i blew off and you were like one of the first ones like get me on metal gear resurrections <laughs> <laughs> um and i was always and then when you said like i'm gonna review it i was like I was like hyperventilating. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Really? So she's going to listen to my stuff. And I was like, and then I said, like, I'm, I'm probably really bad. Like, it's going to be awful. It's like, no. I'm going to be laughed at. Like, oh no. No, the episodes I heard were actually really, really good. They're very entertaining. You had a lot of really entertaining people on. And I was actually surprised, not in the bad way. I was yeah. pleasantly surprised when I like looked through your episode roster yeah and i was like i was seeing big names on there from like you know metal gear influencers Mm -hmm. and um historians and stuff like that and i was like wow they're they're growing they're growing you guys are like 40 episodes in too i think that's really awesome yeah how does that that feel for you like i know it's me on the podcast but how does that feel for you like almost hitting 50 episodes it's like a flash like i didn't realize it's been two years now and you know every time i ask some you know I'll, i'll ask i'll dm people and I'll say, like, hey, you know, not, no, I'm not going to put anybody on the spot, but it's going to be a very low-key, very laid-back interview. Like, I'm not going to pressure anybody to, like, answer whatever, you know, is hot yeah. at the moment kind of thing. I just, like, just want to get to know the person, yeah. uh, in a sense. And 
yeah, it's been two years, and like this is it's going to be close to fifty episodes now, and it it happens so quickly and so fast. It's so and, awesome, though. And it's been really enjoyable because I got to talk to like so many people, and I still continue to talk to them, like you know, you know, text and stuff. But you know, having like those kind of like relationships, like to deepen in the community, I was like, it's it's been a blast, and I was just having fun. Like, you know what that means, though, right? Talking to people. Yeah. What's up? On episode 50, I gotta hook you up with David Hayter. <laughs> I won't ask him any like dumb questions like before. <laughs> it might be a while because you know Delta yeah. just got announced and he can't really like talk to anybody right now, which is I think yeah. is hilarious. But I think when he can start doing podcast and interviews again, you should definitely I can I can mm. help. <laughs> that would be so great, and that, it wouldn't just be like cookie cutter, but like. So what's it like to read for the legendary <laughs> character for so many years? Like, no, I would actually think about it and think it thoroughly. And you definitely, yeah, yeah. you definitely should like watch mm-hmm. previous. Because what I did when I had him on, I've had him on like three yeah. podcasts. I think that's crazy that he just keeps saying yes for one mm-hmm. and two. I would before I'd have him on, I would watch about forty or like up to twenty to thirty mm-hmm. interviews he's already done and write down every question. And then I would go through those questions and be like, what hasn't been asked? Exactly. And so, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I was going to say, especially since he's a writer. And that was like one of the things that I try to do. I try actually to do screenwriting earlier in my life. And it just, it didn't take, unfortunately. But it's always been in my back burner. Like, I love writing. And that would be something that I would definitely ask about. Like, Oh, I think uh, he would love to talk about that. I think he would love to talk. Because that is his career. Like. Mm when he um obviously he would say this himself when you interview him in the future i'm gonna say when because it's gonna happen i'm gonna make it happen but um when he was talking about you know his career and like what he what his true passions where his true passions lie it was screenwriting and mm-hmm. movies and tv and like just media and he moonlighted as solid snake like that was a side job yeah. like he likes voice acting he likes acting he he's done a lot of acting jobs he's done a lot of voice acting jobs and like at his core he is an actor but like i think his passion is screenwriting and creating you know media content and i just think it's crazy when every time i think about that like imagine your side hustle being solid snake I know. That's like that's not even your main gig. That's just like a side gig that like just extra money. That's love. gas. Yeah, extra money, exactly. That's um, gas. That's groceries. Solid snake. Thanks. And I would I would like to ask like I know you probably like been asked this like so many times, but hmm. I'll just like reiterate like where did where did you get your start with the series? So I was six years old, mm-hmm. and it was uh, 1998 and my dad got Metal Gear Solid for Christmas. And I remember it because he had taken time off. He, they, were in, they were in the Marine Corps at the time, mm. my, my parents. Um, and he had taken time off just to play this game for like a week straight. And for a while, I was six years old, so I actually didn't give a shit about it until mm. until Solid Snake says, damn, in a video game. And I like perk up, but I'm like, you can curse in a video game? Because every video game I played then was like, Spyro, mm-hmm. Crash Bandicoot, right? Like you're not you're yeah. not hearing anything like that. And or medieval. I really liked medieval. And so it's like it's I had never heard damn in a video game. And I was like, you can do that. Like, am I gonna get in trouble because you said that? And I was immediately hooked then, like just him cursing, solid snake saying a curse word, David Hater cursing mm-hmm. in, in my head 
got me hooked on, <laughs> on Metal Gear Solid at age six. But I didn't really start studying the game until mm -hmm. Metal Gear Solid 3 Subsistence. And that's yeah. when uh, I got to play the MSX games for the first time when they were reimagined. Mm -hmm. um, or you should say remastered, right? If, if you want to put it in, in a simpler yeah. term. Um, when the MSX games were released with Subsistence, um, I we casually got the game. Like we got the game, I think like months after it even came out. Mm. And this was the era of, you know, the game magazine. So like you found out, you know, shit was coming out on like forums and the, and the Game Informer or like another game magazine you were subscribed to. And so I remember walking into my local, I don't think it was GameStop. It was another one, um, was very Fun old one. Funko Land? No, it was a very yeah. old game store uh, that I don't think exists anymore. If anybody in the comments, please let me know what I'm thinking because I swear I'm, it's going to come. EB Games. Yeah, I was going to say it was an electronic boutique. Yeah, EB Games. Okay, so I remember walking into an EB Games. I knew I knew it was going to come to me. I remember walking into an EB Games and I see the new box art, you know, um, mm -hmm. uh, Naked Snake saluting, this amazing new Shikawa art. And it says Metal Gear Solid 3 subsistence. And I remember mm -hmm. like, that's new. Cause I had played Metal Gear Solid 3 and yeah. um, I liked it, but I didn't like take in the story. I didn't really like give my time to it. I was just running through Metal Gear Solid 3, just trying to like, I was, I was one of those people that's like, what the fuck's going on in this game as I'm playing it? Because I'm not listening to it and I'm mm -hmm. not compartmentalizing anything that's going on. So when I get my hands on subsistence, my mom actually lets me get it. First thing I see on the, the menu is Metal Gear and Metal Gear 2. Mm -hmm. I'm like, ooh, what's this? And so I play like five minutes of Metal Gear, hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Hated it. But I then went to Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake and I like that a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I liked it enough to actually look up uh, at the time, and this was like almost impossible back then, like it was one of those text walkthroughs, okay. like really yeah. long text walkthroughs for Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake. And I had that up on my big Dell home computer while I, I'm, I'm like sitting on the couch playing and then I would get up, run to the home computer, read, 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 go back, sit down, play up until like, and I would try really hard not to spoil myself. Like, oh, you're about to see this guy. This is what you have to do to kill him. I'm like, okay, 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 okay. And like I'd run and I would do my best to do it on my own because I wanted to like experience Metal Gear 2. Mm -hmm. I did eventually go back after beating Metal Gear 2 to play Metal Gear, yeah. but it wasn't until I got to the end of Metal Gear 2, because I actually put in the work and I followed the walkthrough and it got to that line where Solid, like I was actually taking in, I was calling on the codex, I was listening, to, I was reading the story, listening to the story, and um, I was blown away by like because in my mind i'm like they could they pulled this off with this type of technology like this mm -hmm. this game was old as hell and this story was, is so good like how the hell did they do that and then it got to the line of snake saying it doesn't have to be that way i'm not like you i love life and i was like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> but in a good way i was like yeah it like almost changed my life and because of that one line, and I, I know it sounds so cheesy, but because of that one line, I literally played Metal Gear right after two. Mm -hmm. And then I um, got my hands on Metal Gear Solid again. Mm -hmm. And I already had Metal Gear Solid two and three, but I played through subsistence because I already had it on there. And um, I replayed the whole series again. 
And, but this time I was really listening. So six-year-old me up until, mm. how old was I? Oh my God, I was a teenager, but like six-year-old me to teenager me was just playing these games to play them. I liked Kojima games back in the day, but I didn't know it was Kojima. So it was mm -hmm. like, I liked Metal Gear, I liked Zone of the Enders and um, stuff like that. And, but it wasn't until subsistence that I started studying Metal Gear Solid full-time. Yeah, because I was going to say, like, your, like, knowledge of the series and the characters and everything is just, like, so, like, by far leaps and bounds from what I see. <laughs> I don't, I don't like, like to yeah. think so. Like, when no? it comes to the story, when it comes yeah. to the lore, mm -hmm. I think I've got it on lock. But there are some things where, just today, Carcinogen, who is a very famous uh, a Let's Player uh, speedrunner, mm -hmm. um, you know, he does a lot of walkthroughs on YouTube. Shout out Carcinogen. Love you. Um, he asked me today, he's like, how, like how many, how long is the cutscenes in Metal Gear Solid 4? Immediately I'm like, oh, five hours. But if you've taken the codex, seven hours. Like I knew that mm -hmm. off the bat. And he's like, oh, does the, do the cutscenes count to the in-game timer? And I'm like, uh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if you ask me technical questions about yeah. the game, like how the game works, yeah. I'm probably not gonna have the answer like right on my head at the top of my head. But if you were to be like, what year did this guy do this? And I'm like, oh, 1987. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it, it's, it's gotten to the point where I had gotten, um, when the wiki was starting to get big, like mm -hmm. I would sit on the wiki for hours and hours and hours, days and days and days and just read. And then it got to the part where I was done with the wiki and I wanted to play the games for myself. So I would replay every Metal Gear game over and over and over and over. And then I got married and I had mm -hmm. two kids. And I remember I had like an epiphany being like, I'm finally here. Cause I knew this was the last Metal Gear technically. Mm -hmm. And Metal Gear Solid V comes out and I have a baby on my chest sleeping while I'm playing Metal Gear Solid V. And I'm like, That's, this started when I was six. And now here mm -hmm. I am with my own kid that you know it's just it's come full circle i feel like so like i've become my dad that was sitting that was playing metal gear on christmas and my daughter at the time like probably hears her first curse word in a video game because mm -hmm. up until then up until then we played mario on on wii u like we, yeah. did, we weren't really playing video games around her so um metal gear solid v comes out and that all changes so i became my dad mm -hmm. on christmas 1998 I was gonna say like I kind of chose that that game as well to like kind of like pass on to my own kid. Yeah. Because um, what I did was uh, I was gonna well, I'll talk about it real quick. But uh, in 2010, like mom passed away, and oh, she I'm was so sorry to hear that. Thank you. And she was the one that like you know we together decided to go on this journey and play these games together because she was a gamer. And unfortunately, that would you know four was the last one. She never got a chance to like see the other games so i kind of like put it on hold from then on mm. until i had my own daughter i mean i bought the games but i do this like weird thing where like i bought like um you know v like ground zeros and phantom pain but never played them mm. they just stayed on the shelf uh I, I, I figured like you know i would say to myself oh i'll get back to it eventually down the line and it was go from years and years and years and then you know uh, basically 2021 hits and i have my own i have my own kid and i said like you know I'm on uh, paternity, paternity leave. I'm going to play some games while I'm watching my kid. And I kind of did that and just have her in my lap. And then, you know, I'm feeding her and I'm playing at the same time. And just like kind of going through that like journey with her. 
and you know like i you know as is like one of those things where it's like i kind of reopened it yeah because because my because my own kid kind of like i want to do my what my mom did like she you know played games with me when i was growing up i want to do the same thing with my own daughter it's like, like passing the meme on mm-hmm. like you continue the meme so it's like the family meme of like passing mm-hmm. metal gear on which i think is really sweet and i, I like say, that story i i you know most of the times like i i i used to be like reserved from telling my own stories i would mm. be i'll always be about like no i want to hear about more about the guests let the guests talk more let the, the yeah. guests say more about their story but little by little which each person i started talking with i started like opening up and it's like sort of like middle gear therapy it's like yeah. I'm opening up to the audience and to my get to the person I'm talking with as well it's like uh, my favorite thing is like I don't pay for therapy I just make another podcast <laughs> and it's all good because I can just talk to people exactly and it, you know it won't be as expensive as therapy too yeah I mean this is a, <laughs> the monthly fee is not that bad like 12 bucks a month on Buzzsprout yeah that's not that's substantially <laughs> less than therapy that I pay for I would say what, what and throughout the have you played all the games including every like, game every game even the acid ones yes okay because I I haven't come across anybody that play the acids like unfortunately I've only I, played them once yeah I've only played them once and I have like mm. sparse memory but I know the story mm. and I wasn't impressed like I get it was a spinoff I get it yeah and I get that, like, I wasn't impressed with Acid 2 and Solid, like, this, the clone has a clone. Like, I wasn't, mm. no, thank you. I, I didn't, sorry to anybody who's a big Acid fan, wasn't impressed. I just didn't like it. But, but I respect it as a Metal Gear title. Um, but yeah, I've played every game. And I would say, like, out of all the, you know, it could be anything like a game or entry. Uh, is there a time where, like, uh, the game or whatever, has frustrated you to the point where you just stopped and was there oh, a time that's a good question yeah that, that's a really good question metal gear solid 4 where mm. um okay. i played that with my dad and because this was when i was studying metal gear and you know metal gear solid 4 comes out mm-hmm. and i'm going buck wild because it's like oh new metal gear oh yeah and like why is snake old what's going on oh my god and like i want to figure this out and then you know we get to learn about the accelerated aging and blah 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 but it got we we have this thing where we never play. We were very toxic back then, my dad mm. and I, in, in the gaming sense, where we never played on easy. Like okay. easy was for casuals. This was this was you know early or late oddies. So like it was you know it it was one of those things where like oh you're a casual if you play on easy blah 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 blah. And this, this was like before obviously before Dark Souls casual sense. This was mm. just like your 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 lame if you play on easy so we always played on either normal or hard so we decided for our first ever playthrough for the entire playthrough first ever playthrough we were gonna play our hard and i was like Mm. i was like yeah why not because um why not because you know it's metal gear because i up until this point i was playing on normal for every other metal gear yeah and that was fine for me and but because i was playing with my dad and my dad's kind of a hard ass like (laughs) but in the best Mm -hmm. way shout out dad um he he, uh we played on hard and where did we stop we stopped for like a week Mm -hmm. at um it wasn't it was one of the bnb oh crying wolf Okay, because yeah. we didn't know the like the the stun there there's like this the speed running like stun lock 
method, <clears throat> right? That's actually really popular and I can pull it off today. But back then we were hunting her the fuck down and we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. And then Shadow Moses also, like we stopped at Crying Wolf, but we were getting really frustrated with Shadow Moses. It was so cool mm -hmm. to go back to Shadow Moses. So fucking cool. My dad and I were like getting so hyped. We're like we're going back to Shadow Moses, oh yeah. But it was so scary because you didn't know where the geckos were. Yeah. Because they were like hidden everywhere. And like you'd step on one, you'd come near one, they'd activate and then you're in a gecko fight and at the time we were not investing in Drebin. Like mm -hmm. we were just, you know, procuring weapons and and not and getting ammo from Drebin, but we weren't upgrading our weapons because we just didn't know what the hell we were doing at then. Mm -hmm. We were just trying to I we have this thing where we get through the game as fast as possible to beat the game and then we play it again for the story. And we didn't utilize Drebin at all. That was like our biggest flaw. So when we got stuck on Crying Wolf, we ended up replaying from the beginning on normal and oh, okay. we invested in drebin like upgraded mm. our weapons got better weapons and uh was using better things and and actually taking our time with the game this time and then when we got to crying wolf it wasn't that bad of a bad of a thing we actually just took a deep breath and mm. took our time and i think the other game that made me frustrated only because it was it is the only metal gear game i've never played because it only came out in japan mm. uh on japanese mobile phones and it was um metal gear solid social ops and i'm so sad i never got to play social ops and i don't know if the um the package like the apk package or whatever it's called mm -hmm. is available for western phones but like because you can download the app and like have it work on a phone yeah. obviously the servers are down but like the app will work if you have the package but i don't know if it'll work on western phones and i would love to get my hands on a japanese phone that still has like it downloaded i highly doubt it does because i remember before the servers went down they had a banner up that only congratulated itself for having 10,000 downloads only 10,000 people downloaded social ops back then that's tough. and it's tough that was yeah. tough crowd and then they shut down the game right right after and so it's like i don't think they're ever going to bring it back and mm -hmm. if they do it'll be a fucking miracle and i'll be the first one to sign up being like yep i'm there because i love all of the art that they did for social ops and mm. like the specialty cards that they did for social ops i think it's i, I have a soft spot for gacha games only because like mm. i like the sense not the gambling aspect but i like the sense of like being rewarded with like an s tier character that you really like and i think metal gear solid as a gacha game is really great because how fucking awesome would you feel if you got like a five star s tier the boss Mm -hmm. character that you got to play as and i think that that's also why i like gacha games is like i know this isn't gacha corner and i actually don't advocate for gacha games it's gambling don't spend your money on gacha games but like if you were to get like the boss and then you get to play as the boss because you unlocked her i think that like it, it makes you feel like rewarded so like other gacha games i actually quit because i have no connection like genshin impact quit it mm -hmm. because i'm like i don't have any connection with these anime things like i don't I don't like these anime bobbleheads running around. I don't. I don't know. I don't know them, and I can't connect to them. And I unlock Zongli, and I'm like, okay, this is cool for like an hour. But if I were to unlock the boss mm. in a in a Metal Gear Gacha game, I wouldn't shut the fuck up about it for like a week, and I would constantly be playing that game. Konami, if you hear this, and I'm gonna make sure you do, please re-release Social Ops. <laughs> I want that game. But yeah, Metal Gear Solid mm. 4, my dad and I had to take like a week break 
Oh wow, that's that. I was gonna say like I I did the same thing, but like for obvious reasons when I played uh, Metal Gear Solid Three, yeah, um, facing um, the uh, the end. And, oh my god! Yeah, I didn't. And this was like back when it was first released. You know, it's like you know the internet wasn't like what it is today. So it's like I don't really go into forums and chat rooms to talk to people about it. Like, yeah. So it was just like I just shut the system off and said like I need a break because I will crack my controller in half if I keep playing. Don't tell me you got the inf- infamous ending for the end. Yeah, I I literally waited like I I stopped playing for like almost like three weeks, and oh then came back to it, and then and a cutscene started up and I was like, what's happening? I was like, I'm, I was like I'm starting over again, and it's like no, he died. And I was like, he's, wow, he's old. He's like, really? I didn't know something like that would happen. And then, like, come to find out years later, you know, people figure that out and then start manipulating the system's like calendar. And then I was like, wow. I was like, that's that's also that, that's pretty cool and also pretty messed up. But it's like I kind of jipped myself on that fight. Yeah. Like, did you hey, eventually uh, go back and do the end fight? I did. Oh my god. But, you know, so all, rewarding for all these games. I never went on a pacifist run. It was, let me sneak around. By the fifth time I get caught, I am just going to, like, take the shotgun out and just start mowing down everybody. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. It's like, it's not the best gameplay, but it's the most explosive gameplay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, I can never do the pass. I don't have the patience. I never or, did or the, the running gun gameplay. I never could, like, yeah. pull out the shoddy and just light the whole room up. I always played, like, mm-hmm. the stealth approach. I played it as the game was intended to be played, I guess, if you want. Yeah. I put air quotes here for people who are listening. <laughs> air intended to be played because I felt like that's how you were supposed to play it. But, mm-hmm. you know, Metal Gear is one of those games where it is a choose your own adventure game at its core because that's how Kojima wanted to create his games mm. was like you know you could choose your own destiny type type beat so you you can play these games running and gunning and killing everybody or you can play these games not being seen mm-hmm. by a single soul it's it's how you want to play it and how you want to end it and so i think every way of playing metal gear is extremely valid i don't care if you come to me and be like the only time i laughed and judged somebody was when um mgsv mm-hmm. had come out and everyone's playing mgsv for mm-hmm. some people it's their first metal gear game and it's an extremely inclusive game in the sense of anybody can pick up mgsv and play it mm-hmm. metal gear solid 2 is very tough in the sense of like it's one of those games where you better know what the fuck you're doing or it's going to spank you like mm-hmm. metal gear solid 2 doesn't fuck around but and same with metal gear solid 3 to a sense metal gear solid 3 is a little bit more accessible but it's still one of those games where it's like you better know what you're doing like you already played Metal Gear Solid, so you know what the fuck's up, right? So start mm-hmm. playing, and we're not gonna tell you what to do. Um, but Metal Gear Solid V is different. Mm-hmm. Lots of hints. The yep. very, very intuitive and accessible UI. The controls are extremely accessible, and everybody can pick this game up and play it. It's it's for the everyman. It's the it's the everyman's Metal Gear. And for some people, it's their very first Metal Gear. So my husband, he's in the Na- he's in the Navy, mm-hmm. and one of his little like officer friends comes up to him, and he's coming home to me laughing about it. And he's like, "I'm playing Metal Gear Solid V, and Snake is covered in blood, and I can't wash it off. I go into the shower, and the blood doesn't come off. And I ask him, and I go." how are you playing the game are you killing people he's like Mm -hmm. i always kill them and i'm like do you fold any of them he's like no i just kill them and i'm like you just went demon mode i'm like how big is the horn on your head he's like it's huge i'm like 
There you go. Damn, I wonder how that happened. Maybe because you was killing people. You're a literal demon. I was going to say, for that game, um, I decided to uh, build a nuke. And oh, no. Didn't realize you go into demon mode when that happens. You immediately go into demon mode if you, <laughs> yeah. if you build the nuke. I can see, like, I'm like, you're like, all right, it's gonna take. Like, I think it's like when you started. I think it's like three hours or something. I don't know where it was. I was like, all right, it's counting down, it's counting down. It's like, all right. and I'm literally going like, all right, 20 seconds left, and I'm counting down with it. And I go like 10, 9, and such and such. And when it hits one, it goes like, all right, it's done. I exit the screen, and it's like, bong. He's like, oh. light it up. And I was like, I just like froze it's like oh my god like i didn't realize that would happen oh yeah no what did i do the proliferation of nukes johnny and i was like i'm just following what big boss would have done the proliferation of nukes oh my god and then like my wife walks in it's like he's like did your character blow up and i was like no, no. <laughs> like no he's not he's he's alive it's just this is a, this is a permanent did your blood. character blow up like, this is look like you got in a fight with the skulls like right after Oh my god, you know, out of all the games, it was like, for me, for two moments, two was the most stressful. Two was very stressful. Well, the way the gameplay was, and especially at the end with like battling all those rays. I've mm -hmm. never, I, of all the, the whole game series, I've never been so stressed out. Even going back to the MSX games were a little bit tougher, but not mm -hmm. as stressful. For some reason, two just hit me that way. And the two? Only time, yeah. The, go ahead, the, no, go ahead, go ahead. Say, and the only, time, the only time afterwards was was the skull units yeah that was the only skulls, time I would get stressed. skulls stress me out a little bit unless you know mm. how to handle them and exactly. like it's it's there's very easy ways to cheese the skulls and mm -hmm. you know get them to behave the way you want them to like specific weapons if you know you're about to go up to like if you if you get it if you're playing it for the very first time and you don't know you're about to go up to the skulls it's mm -hmm. an oh shit moment like yeah I did not bring the loadout I was supposed to. So now you're standing there at, you know, LZ, like shit, like on your iDroid, like, give me the rocket launcher, give me the grenade launcher, give me like, you know, like mm -hmm. ordering shit. And then, but like, if you know you're about to go up against the skulls, you have the right loadout, you get D horse, not quiet. Mm -hmm. And then you go into the mission knowing exactly what you're going to do. The skulls aren't that bad, but yeah. with the Metal Gear Ray fight, I see so many speedrunners. I envy the speedrunners that can like, do the Metal Gear Ray fight with such grace and mm -hmm. speed because I look like a fucking flailing fish every time I do the Ray fight in uh, Metal Gear Solid 2. And it's so hard for me. Mm. <laughs> and I remember the first time I did it, it took me like a day, like a dedicated day to beat that sequence. And um, I also died a lot in Fish and Mailed because I was like, I don't know what's going on. Did I die? Like, I don't oh, know yeah. what's going on. Like when Fish and Mailed would come up because mm -hmm. I was so distracted by it, I would get shot up. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I was like, I was like, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? And like, it was, and then of course, you know, Crazy Colonel and um, I'm pregnant, Jack, your baby. Like that shit. I was like, what mm -hmm. the, the, the what the fuck is going on this was before i'm studying metal gear so like i'm yeah. not really taking in the story and all this crazy shit's happening and i'm like am i dead like i <laughs> like is this the afterlife <laughs> i don't know what's going on and so and then snake comes out of nowhere i'm naked i'm i'm just like you know it's just like it's crazy and i also love telling people the allegory of um 
that even though Big Shell is the simulation of Shadow Moses, mm -hmm. it's more of an accurate simulation of N313 because, you know, you have Raiden, who's the rookie. He's the rookie mm -hmm. Foxhound member that goes in and finds the seasoned soldier, Solid Snake. And even though he was sent in to die, he was sent in to fail. Mm -hmm. um, he eventually comes out on top and surpasses the um, outer heaven, or surpasses um, he surpasses his 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 enemies, right, mm -hmm. and wins. Also coming up against his father, right? Oh yeah. And um, so you got N three one three when you have a rookie solid snake meeting the seasoned gray fox. Then come like he was sent there to die, and he comes up against his father in the end. And it's it's just like people always latch on to like, oh, you know, Big Shell is Shadow Moses. I'm like, it's literally outer heaven. <laughs> I was gonna say you I didn't even think about that until you pointed it out that it's also Jack fighting his dad, his adopted yep. father. And I was like, Oh, that's right. I was like, why didn't I like remember that or think about the, that? The the song that you that mm. plays when you fight on top of Federal Hall is literally called Father and Son. And mm. it's just so good. It's it's probably one of the best tracks in the whole game. And um, yeah, like it's the whole thing, like you can still see Shadow Moses mm -hmm. um, allegories everywhere. But if you're squinting, if you look hard enough, if you open your third eye, I guess, it's very N313 based as well. And I was gonna say, let me, let me ask you, when was a time where I would say it could be, you know, a game character or storyline like that somewhere in the series, it brought you like joy, like, just it's just like elated joy uh, going through it. I would say when we were playing, when I, our third playthrough of Metal Gear Solid 4, when I played on easy mm. and I took my time through the game, this is when I knew all of the bosses, I knew where to go, but mm. I was taking my time running through the game and like interacting with NPCs. Cause you can like, you know, give the militia, you know, rations, you could, uh, interact with some of the NPCs. There's different paths to take. The game is linear, but it's still very open in the sense of like, you could really run around and, and see what's around. The Metal Gear Solid 4 wants you to look around. Um, it wants you to shoot at things, just like uh, in South America, when you go into the mansion and you shoot a picture down and there's a picture of an idol behind it, right? Or if you go on the bed and lay down and look up, the camera pans and you see an idol mm. and an idol picture. And it's like, it wants you to look around. It wants you to find things. It wants you to shoot things and mess with stuff so you can see what's what's under it, what's around it. And I took my time with Metal Gear Solid 4 on my third playthrough. And that's when I saw and really took in the Easter eggs. Mm. The um, I sat down and I didn't blink like through the cutscenes. I did blink, but you know what I mean? Like I didn't, I did not avert my gaze on the cutscenes and I really took them in. And mm -hmm. I saw a lot of, um, you know, the Shinkawa art and the references to older games, um, you know, Raiden and Naomi and um, Mei Ling and like all just all these old characters that are older now have come back and for it's it feels like the big of course it is the big grand finale but it really did feel like at the time like the finale it felt like everybody came together to end it because mm -hmm. i didn't expect metal gear solid v to ever come out ever so like i was like this is it this is awesome so i remember just 
um, knowing Snake wasn't going to die because I'd seen the cutscene twice already. Like when um, uh, Snake goes to Arlington and you know blows brains out to in the in the Gene meme, and um, Big Boss shows up and he's like, you know, good, don't go yet. You know, you want to live. And it was, I think it that was the the third playthrough was when I really looked at that cutscene and I was like, wow. Like this is a lot, and I yeah. love it. Like this is this is everything I wanted. Was like because then you remember in three one three, you remember F O one four, you remember the nightmares that Solid Snake went through, the inaccuracy, uh, the uh, the um, the anxiety Snake had about Big Boss in general, mm-hmm. um, Liquid, you know, hiding out in Alaska, feeling like he's like the only man left, and then finding out he's a clone um you know on top of everything on top of everything else and then you know it all comes in here and that's when i felt the most joy where i was like everybody came together and finally was able to reconcile and realize that they did wrong in these parts and they didn't want to repeat history in these parts and so i i really really enjoyed the ending of four and then I would say the red band trailer for Metal Gear Solid V. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, when the red band trailer came out, I was jumping off the walls. <laughs> I don't, I think there's like over, like there's there's millions of views on mm. that trailer alone on YouTube and I'm half of them. I love that trailer. <laughs> I love that trailer. The red band trailer is so good. I would say like, you know, I was gonna, I was gonna like pick your brain a little bit um because this is like the one question I, I get from a couple of people when i talk to them um who do you think um killed master miller when he was at his home ocelot and i'm not budging on this because okay. on the on the mm-hmm. end call of uh metal gear solid v mm-hmm. you know he goes this is like right after they get eli so they know of the twins like mm-hmm. miller knows of the twins and of course ocelot already knew but this is after they get eli and he reveals to him, you know, Venom's not, you know, Venom's not boss. Boss is off doing Foxhound shit and uh, <laughs> hot girl shit. <laughs> and, um, you know, like, we're going to have to support him. Miller says, go to hell. And Ocelot says, you know, mm-hmm. if you turn your back on the, he doesn't say this, but in, in a sense, he says, if you turn your back on the boss, I'm going to have to take care of you. Yeah. And like, that solidifies to me that, you know, Liquid put, probably put out the hit, mm-hmm. but, um, because Liquid knew of the codec frequency to call Snake. Mm-hmm. Um, he was uh, probably had the information that Miller was gonna be part of the team yeah. and put out the hit and Ocelot said, I got it boss. Yeah, I was gonna say like, I that's the, that's the same way with me. Like I, I'm on the belief that it's Ocelot because especially when you, the way like it was kind of described where like he died at his home and I kind of like believe that like, you know, it was, I mean, you know, you're always on guard, but like to be done at your own home, you must have like relaxed yourself at a moment for seeing somebody of your past that you once were, um, you know, comrades together in a sense. It has to be because mm-hmm. with Liquid, I could, the only way I yep. can see mm-hmm. Liquid having done it was like, and I can't even see it because mm-hmm. like Liquid, no, I can't even see it. I can't even compartmentalize that because Liquid, there's no way liquid would have done it himself one he was the leader of foxhound at the time mm-hmm. and he wasn't gonna get his own hands dirty in that in that aspect he was gonna send one of his 
one of the cronies to do it. And mm-hmm. at the time, Revolver Ocelot was presenting himself as a crony. He was presenting mm-hmm. himself as a, as a gooner. Like, yes, boss, you got it, boss. You know, um, and um, it was just, it was almost, it's almost perfect the way it's set mm-hmm. up. Yes, boss, you got it, boss. I'll go kill this guy, boss. And then he shows up in Miller's home and they probably had a chat. Yeah. I want to say they probably had a chat and then he kills him. Yeah, I mean, that that's, I, I'm with you in the same boat. And, you know, I have to, like, I'll be remiss if I didn't ask you, um, what do you think of all, like, what do you think from the, what do you think that all was revealed at the uh, PlayStation Showcase? Like, what went through your mind? And Delta? Yeah, for Delta. So I'm sitting on the couch with my husband. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting on the couch with my husband, and I see the ants. And mm-hmm. you know the video game Grounded? Mm-hmm. So yeah. for those listen for those listening, Grounded is a video game where you play as a tiny human and you can fight bugs and it's known for its scary spiders, right? So like you you're very tiny, you're like the size of a, a tiny pebble, and you can fight spiders and bugs. So I see the ants on mm-hmm. the trailer and I'm like, is this grounded too? Like um and then I see the dead tree frog and I blurt yeah. out verbatim, oh, you feed on a tree frog. <laughs> And then of course the parrot picks it up and flies away. And then I see the parrot. I stand up at this point, I'm on my feet and I'm just staring And my husband's like, sit down. (laughs) (laughs) But then snake comes out of the weeds and I start screaming and I'm talking at the top of my lungs screaming. Mm -hmm. And then I run into the kitchen, grab my phone and I start the Twitter space. I literally oh, like within within seconds of snake coming out of the weeds, I was already mm. in a Twitter space screaming and like 70 people showed up. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's the like the moment. It's like, you know, this the shit's going down. Like, yeah, it we was, all want to talk about it. Like, what's the, I had? Like, I had what's to be there. I went nuts. I went nuts. I went nuts. Oh, man. What were you? What were you doing? I was watching it on my TV and I was even paying attention until like, you know, Listen, I'm like, okay, like, I start hearing the trailer. I'm like, what is that sound? Because I hear, like, trop- almost like tropical rainforest. So, like, I look up, and I literally, like, just flip my phone in the air and just say, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you do this today to me of all days. Of all days. Come of all days. On. I don't want to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to out my source, but I actually knew mm. it was coming. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so that's why I was like, oh, everybody man. fucking breathe on Twitter. <laughs> I know. And all I could think about was like, now all the hucksters are going to be like, see, oh, I was right. I, I'm like no. I no. had over I yeah. had over ten DMs that night, being mm-hmm. like, "You owe me an apology because um Delta got announced and I knew about it Mm-mm. when my actual credited <laughs> source who told me it was coming, <laughs> and I didn't say shit. And I was like, "You yeah. got your source from like a 4chan like blockchain user mm-hmm. <laughs> that like can't even be verified, and it's a rumor." Like, I don't want to hear it. You've literally been throwing darts and it finally mm-hmm. landed on the bullseye and you want an apology. I just blocked them all. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I started doing that. I, from last, I, I spoke to you, like, I'm no longer um, talking to people. I'm no longer fighting with people online. I'm just hitting. I just block them, yeah. Mute, I just block, them. block, mute, block, like I'm done. I um, used to, I know I'm used, I, I think <laughs> I, know, I, I know I'm known for that. For like mm. last year, I was very vehemently against journalists. And yeah. people were like, 
quoting me in journalist shit, like wanting me to interact with these people because they knew I was hot-headed. Yeah. And I'm I'm guilty of not controlling my emotions very well. I'm actually going to therapy for this right now. Um, my emotions get the best of me, and I'm a very emotional person. If you say something mean to me, I'm gonna react, and I hate I hate that about me. And um, but I've been doing very well of like people saying mean things to me, and I just either block them or I mute them. You know, mm -hmm. I ignore them, and um. I've been moving on with my day and I've been like letting the rumor mills go, yeah. right? I've been mm -hmm. I've been letting them do their own thing and I get it, right? I get it. You and I get it. I run three blogs. I have five podcasts. I have to run ads on my fucking site so I can get a check to feed my kids. Like that's how the world works. Mm -hmm. So they have to run the rumor mill to get people on their site to click on the ads so they can get a check and feed their kids and put gas in their car. I get it. I get it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like back then, and even still now, like I still think it now, like my, my perception hasn't changed. It's just, it's scummy. It's, it's yeah. untruthful and scummy to project a rumor as truth and then get paid to do it. It's printing money. Mm -hmm. I get it. Uh, it's printing money when you do stuff like that. And is, is it money that... I mean, I don't care what you do with it. Like, if you had a family to feed, then go ahead. But at the same time, like, I'm still going to think it's scummy. Like, it's just wrong to take a rumor that you heard off 4chan or a forum that's been around for, like, a mm -hmm. month or something like that and be like, oh, it's totally coming because this source said and Kojima said in 2012. Like, it's just, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm kind of just really over it now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it's... As soon as, as soon as, even before the showcase, I was done with like, you know, saying like, you know, stop spreading rumors, blah, 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 kind of thing. And I was just like, you know what? They're not, it's not, it's not, that's not journalism. That's not being a journalist. It's not, that's, yeah. It's being a gossip columnist. That's like, yeah. back in my day, the page six in the newspaper was the gossip column, that kind of thing. And I was saying like, you know. That's actually extremely true how you said that. Yeah, like, cause we, right? we just call them hucksters. We were just calling them bitches. Oh my God. And like, like gossip you know, columnists is like really good. Because like, it's just like, you know, they're just saying like they found something on some Reddit or like you said, like, was it 4chan? I was like, all right, that's not real They sources. were so starved for Metal Gear exactly. news. They and, would just take anything. Uh, and now like, we, mm -hmm. I can't escape Delta news. It's everywhere. Like, yeah, any yeah. voice actor breathes and there's a new mm -hmm. Game Rant article being like, Paul Eiding <laughs> said this. And it's like, shout out Paul Eiding, I love you. Um, I, I need you on Shadow Moses Cafe one of these days. And you too, Johnny, you're coming on Shadow Moses Cafe. Will be the topic of conversation. Well, <laughs> we are going to have to figure that out because we exactly. want to get through, we want to get through like the first 10 episodes before we bring on guests. But yeah. we definitely, we definitely want you to, because we want to establish Shadow Moses mm -hmm. Cafe again. And um, I think we were, you were there from the beginning, like in 2001. And um, I think we moved a little too fast. To be mm -hmm. honest, Jorn, wherever you are, I love you very much. And I hope if you're listening to this, you're doing well. Uh, Jorn and I, we were editing our own podcast. We were releasing once a month. Mm -hmm. And they were like two hour episodes. We felt like, oh, this is good enough because the episodes are two hours long. Yeah. And I, I realized now that I've studied and listened to a lot of podcasts and I've made my own podcast since then, nobody wants to listen to a two hour video unless they're like extremely dedicated. Like the casual mm -hmm. listener that wants to listen to a lore cast doesn't know anything about us and they see a two hour video, they're going to get intimidated and they're like, I can't commit to this right now mm -hmm. because 
but X, Y, and Z. So I was like, okay, we're going to do weekly podcasts at 45 minutes. Right. Um, but back then, you know, and you, like I said, I want to thank you for your continuous support for Shadow Moses Cafe. You were like our number one supporter and I want to thank you so much. And the Patreon was a mess. The way I was doing notes was a mess. And like people were paying for stuff that could have been free. And it is going to be free now. Like notes, notes are free. I'm, I'm putting them in a blog, a dedicated blog on the Motherbase Network website. Um, after every Shadow Moses Cafe episode drop, a blog post will go up, go up with the notes and you can download the notes and deliberate on them as much as you want for your own episodes or reference. And then um, behind the scenes stuff goes straight on the Instagram now. Like we're gonna take pictures, just put it on the Instagram. You don't have to pay for any of that. Mm-hmm. I just felt like it was cumbersome because back then we were like, oh, we gotta get paid. We gotta get paid, we gotta get paid. Yeah. But now I just, I just wanna fucking make Shadow Moses Cafe. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. I, mean, I just want it back, baby. That was my baby. Like I, I came to Joran for Shadow mm-hmm. Moses Cafe, and I'm like, I have this idea, <laughs> mm-hmm. and so I'm really happy to have the ca- the cafe back. And yeah, I'm going a little hard on marketing, and I'm going a little hard on merch, but it's all because you know I pay. I'm not gonna go off on like how much I pay, mm-hmm. but I do pay a substantial amount a month to for my editor for the website for Buzzsprout just to keep the lights on. And I want to make the most compact and quality podcast for Metal Gear anyone has ever heard. Like I've listened to every Metal Gear podcast on like every Metal Gear dedicated podcast on Apple Mm -hmm. iTunes. And I can say without a doubt with certainty, Mm -hmm. um, other than yours, Mm -hmm. um, Shadow Moses Cafe will be like the most premier Metal Gear podcast. Like this is where you have to go to get your your lore, and um, but that's why I was I was also really enjoying listening to Metal Gear Resurrections for the past couple days. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to the gym. I was doing a lot of driving. Oh my god, you you really helped me out with deadlifts on the other day, and uh, it was really really funny. I. I really like the because you you were talking about mm-hmm. like bringing up the shotgun and just like shooting the whole room and I remember like in one of the previous episodes you were also reiterating that being like I just clear the whole fucking room out <laughs> it was so funny so I thought that was really funny that you brought that up again because I remember listening to that and I was like oh my god because <laughs> I was doing deadlifts and I'm like there's mm. no fucking way <laughs> <laughs> And I really like the episodes. I'm actually still getting through. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm listening from 40 down, so I'll eventually get to episode one or like your skits and your trailer. Mm-hmm. But like I'm I'm listening from most recent to uh, earliest, and um, I'm loving it so far. I love Metal Gear Resurrections. I implore anybody who's listening to this episode because of me to listen to the rest of Metal Gear Resurrections because it's fun. Tons of really good guests on on here it's it's so fun and i think what you've curated here is Mm -hmm. really special because it's kind of like you picked up after i did mother base podcast which Mm -hmm. i and i'm not saying like oh you picked up after me like you (laughs) you i'm not saying that i'm just saying that like i tried to do mother base podcast where i brought somebody on every week as the guest like it was Mm -hmm. an interview style show but i was in such a bad place that i couldn't like mentally i couldn't continue with it and i just ghosted everybody and i i stopped doing it but then you made metal gear resurrections like right after and i was like oh my god (laughs) it's happening more (laughs) metal gear podcasts 
And uh, uh, now that I'm in a good place, I'm so happy to catch up on Metal Gear Resurrections. I'm happy to catch up on uh, Kojima Frequency episodes I missed. Mm-hmm. And I'm just happy to like, I put you on in the background when I'm washing dishes, when I'm sitting here doing notes. Um, I'm writing the notes for Metal Gear right now for Shadow Moses Cafe for episode three. And mm-hmm. those are going well. We're already three pages in. Um, nice. And we're not even to the plot yet. <laughs> so, um, that's gonna be fun. That's gonna be fun, fun, fun. Uh, I also want to say that the notes for Big Boss is mm-hmm. eight pages long, um, and we didn't even cover Naked Snake. Wow. So um, that will be free to download for anybody. But yeah, I wanted to. I just wanted to say first, I wanted to again apologize for blowing you off a year ago. But I also want to say thank you so much for letting me still come on and talk with you because talking with you is so fun. <laughs> <laughs> because like. You're, you're just such a fun person to be around and you're always like so positive and happy. Mm. And I love being around people like that. So like, I consider you like one of my number one good friends. Like in my, on my MySpace, you're in my top eight. Nice for people that room in MySpace. Yeah, shout out MySpace. Um, like, and I was gonna say, Shane, like how long has it been since I've like crossed the path with you? It's been like three years, right? I started doing Good Morning Metal Gear Nation three years ago, like at the beginning okay. of the pandemic. Yeah, so, that's when I started seeing you. Yeah, you were I to started pop my feed. The way social all social media works is it rewards consistency. So mm-hmm. for anybody who is thinking like, how can I grow my? It took me three years to do this, by the way. You don't grow your social media overnight. You don't mm-hmm. grow your following overnight. If you're gonna start a blog, if you're gonna start a podcast, be ready for the long haul because this shit takes a while. So the way social media works is it rewards consistency. So I tweeted, good morning, Metal Gear Nation, Mm -hmm. every morning. And it didn't take off at first. Like for months, nobody gave a shit. Mm -hmm. Barely got any likes, nobody cared. And then one day, like all of a sudden, I would get like 20 likes on on good morning, Metal Gear Nation. People started following me. And then now I pull thousands of likes a day (laughs) on good morning, Metal Gear Nation. And um, like people are like, my day doesn't start until I see this tweet. Like people have know, al- so many people, people have yeah. alerts on for me for Metal Gear Nation, and I'm oh, like, yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> and I would say like, since since finding that Good Morning Metal, Metal Gear Nation post, I was like, I have to follow this person because I went through like your feed, and I was like, she's just like all about like the community and positivity, and that's what I was looking for because like when I first started with like going online with like Metal Gear community, I was like in the other tail end where it's like the gun fanatics and like yeah. the, I was like no I, I don't want these people let me steer the, away like I need to find other people in this community kind of thing the, the fun part about Metal Gear that I feel like I curated was I gave a lot of people who deserved a voice a voice and I'm gonna kind of toot my own horn here a little bit but like there are a lot of people that are known now that I boosted up um, back then, and I'm not gonna say their names because they deserve their recognition now. Mm-hmm. I will say one name, and that's Apache Smash, who was, um, who mm-hmm. who was he? He is a speedrunner, but he was like, um, he was he didn't have a lot of followers back then, and mm-hmm. people weren't really interacting with him until I started shouting his name out and being like, oh, everybody, go watch Apache Smash! I'm watching Apache mm-hmm. Smash right now. Apache Smash is so funny. I was reblogging or retweeting all of his stuff, and. Um, now he has like 5,000 followers or more and he's like a pillar of the Metal Gear Twitter community mm-hmm. and 
uh, he came to me the other day. Sorry, Apache, if this is like shouting you out a little bit, a little bit, but he came to me the other day and be like, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't be here in Metal Gear space like I am. And I'm like, I was happy to do it. I was literally, I would do it again. Mm. And I, even if I didn't know you, I'd do it again. Anybody that comes to me that's like, oh, I want to be part of Metal Gear Twitter, but I don't know what to do. Just come to me. Like, I'm mm. ready to help and I'm not going to charge you anything to do it. Like, I'll shout you out. I'll tweet you out. I'll help you out. Like, I want everybody in Metal Gear community to be comfortable and be able to talk with each other. And that's why I spent thousands of dollars booking um, voice actors, befriending voice actors, developers, localizers to not only get information to share with the rest of the community but to also foster that relationship with the fan and the uh, with the fan and like the the developer or the localizer or the voice actor so many people have gotten to talk to david hater because i invite him to my spaces and he just mm -hmm. shows up and like 20 people get to talk to him and it changes their lives because i talked to somebody the other day who said like they got their first voice acting gig Mm -hmm. uh, because they talked to David Hader in one of my spaces and decided to start voice acting. And now they got their own voice acting gig in like a show that is gonna air on actual television. And I'm like, that's fucking incredible that I was like the catalyst for that. And I sit back and I'm like, I feel like that one meme where it's like, I'm just the bitch that makes the biscuits. Like that's how I feel every day. But like, I understand that I've touched the lives of a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And it's a little overwhelming to think about, but I'm very grateful and blessed and fortunate that I am in the mindset, even as I was when I was depressed and anxious and could barely mm -hmm. function, I was still in a mindset online and with the community that I could foster hope and um, uh, love and care and compassion. So I love the Metal Gear community. It's like my second family and I would do anything for it. And anybody that's listening that is in the Metal Gear community or wants to be in the Metal Gear community, my doors are open. There's a seat at the table for you. Like you can you can come to me. So um, I should probably open my DMs again. Like, <laughs> because like, well, people were sending really inappropriate stuff. So like I, I closed my DMs, but like, uh, yeah. honestly, honestly, like at me, at me, mm -hmm. it's totally fine. Uh, at me, Shane, I want to DM you, I'll follow you and we, we can dm or i'll just dm you it's totally fine i, I want i want to make sure everyone's comfortable so yeah when it comes to metal gear twitter i i kind of treat it like a second job <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a good job it's like it's 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 like something i have to do it feels like an obligation it feels like a responsibility so but a good responsibility you know what i mean yeah no i, I understand like you know where you're coming from like you know it it does feel like a, like a secondary job, but as long as as long as you enjoy what you enjoy what you're yeah. doing, and it's not like starting to like weigh down on you, like that just oh yeah, that can hurt you. But like yeah, if it's if you're getting if you're enjoying at it, enjoying it, like all for it. That's why I, I love say it. People, I I wouldn't trade this for the world. The fact that like I can talk about Metal Gear all day. Do I get paid for it? No, I don't care. Yeah. Though I don't yeah. care. I don't care that I'm not getting paid for it. I get to talk about Metal Gear all day and people are listening. Mm -hmm. Like people actually care about what I have to say. And that means the world to me because I was so passionate about this series since I was a teenager and people are finally listening to me. Like I feel mm -hmm. seen, I feel heard. And I want to give that to other people who want to feel seen, who want to be validated by David or Christopher Randolph or mm -hmm. um, 
uh, anybody else that I'm fortunate to have in my spaces who want to feel like they have a say in, in headcanon and, and stuff like that. Like I want people to feel important too. Like Metal Gear's for everybody. Metal Gear is yep. for everybody. The whole game is literally centered around you are the protagonist. So why is why wouldn't it be for you? So you can make it yourself. Like you can make it for yourself. And I wanna support that as well. And I was gonna say like when you when you were talking about like when you were doing um, Mother Base, mm. I was just gonna say like from then on, like I had this going but I wasn't really doing much with it. Yep. And it was up, up until I started after I talked with you for that episode, I said like to myself, like, I got to do something with this and I got to figure it out along the way. And I, had, I was always saying to myself, like, I hope because after what went down with you, I was like, I hope Shane doesn't think like I was biting on her. And no. Just took her, took her stuff and ran with it. Cause I hope she never thinks that because like, that's not what I intended it. And I would say, like, after, after talking with you and then talking with Clint and he kind of, like, you know, basically, like, joined with me and, like, kind of, like, got me going. From then on, it was like, you know, I want to talk to all these people that I see online and get to know them a little bit. Just a little, just a little tidbit of their yeah. life that involved Metal Gear. And it's been a joy. And I, I wanna, can tell. And I want to, I also want to thank you because I feel like you were a catalyst of it like it, it it was a start and you sparked it and you're gonna make me cry <laughs> I, i'm about to cry and that, that wouldn't be the first time i cried in the podcast by the way i've cried multiple times um but you i know, got contacts and you're making me cry you know that's why it's, that's why i was saying like you know i, I conversated with you, like i can't thank you enough for the shout outs and everything it's like that that's the kind of stuff like that really basically makes my like my heart swell like you know it makes me happy to do it too, right? Like I know that, I know that it makes you happy. It makes me happy to do it, mm -hmm. and I will do it every time. Every episode that comes out, you be blessed out. I'm retweeting it. I'm quote tweeting it. It's, it's not a problem mm -hmm. to me. It's nothing to me. It it means a lot to me that you put the episode out, but it's nothing to me to retweet that. And people are like, with the following you have, you could you could not do that. You could you could do all this other stuff. I'm mm -hmm. like, no, I've got fucking friends that I love that I don't care how much how many followers I have. I'm going to retweet what I want. I'm going to tweet what I want. And it's always going to be in support of my friends and, you know, other people that deserve it. Um, yeah, I think when you started Metal Gear Resurrections, I in the back of my mind, I was like, did I inspire him? Because I was like, you know, I was like, oh, this came out of nowhere, but I like it. I'm, I'm down. I'm down to clown. And but like, <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> but like as it kept going, you know, like I was mm -hmm. keeping up with you, even though I was having my little episode there. Mm -hmm. But I was keeping up with you and I was like, oh, hey, he's serious. And um, uh, I'm kind of inspired by you, too. Like, not kind of. I am inspired by you because like when I finally caught up with Metal Gear Resurrections, and I saw there's mm -hmm. 40 fucking episodes. I was like, this this he wasn't playing. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm like, I want that for Shadow Moses Cafe. I want us to get to like 50 episodes mm -hmm. and like do a 50 episode special and blah, 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 blah. And like, I want to be like Johnny because he he made it. I was gonna say, and I could see it in your face and I could hear it in your voice. Like I could see like you also like have like, you, you got that going for yourself as well. Like, you know, I could see, I could see that coming to fruition. Like, you know, yeah. um, and you know, I, I've been a follower like from the, the previous iteration and now to this new, newly repackaged the uh, shadow moses subsistence edition and i'm gonna be doing the same thing like what i was doing before like i'm gonna be 
I'm going to be liking, retweeting, quote tweeting, commentating, spreading the news. Like, hey, you got to listen to this podcast. Like, because you know what it is? Like, what else is, is out there right now that is lore based for, for Metal Gear? Um, Pod Sans Front. Yeah, I would say that. Like, but at this juncture, like, I don't, there's nothing that's like. I get that. Yeah. Right like, now, Metal Gear like, Mondays yeah. was a thing. And, yeah. Uh, uh, Pod Sans Front. I was on Pod Sans Front for uh, an episode and I love that podcast. Uh, really good lore cast. They're extremely clinical about it and I love it. I love that they're very linear. Like he has a script and everything. It's great. Mm-hmm. So like you can really follow along and, and uh, you can still say what you want, but at the same time, like it's very clinical and curated. It's really oh, yeah. good. Really like Pod Sans Front. Shout out. Shout out Manu. Oh, but um, yeah. uh, when it comes to lore casts, like I was, I think I got inspired when I listened to a Fallout lore cast because mm-hmm. I really like Fallout. I'm not a big lore guy on Fallout, but I like the idea of Fallout. I like mm-hmm. the aesthetic and I like the vaults, like how every vault is different. And um, so I was like, oh, I'll listen to this Fallout lore cast and I'll see what I learn. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I can do this with Metal Gear. And so it was because yeah. of the Fallout lore cast. I was like, I'm going to do this with Metal Gear. I'm going to give it a cute name because I'm cute. And I wanted, <laughs> I wanted just like make it fun. So I was like, "Oh, what about a cute cafe at Shadow Moses?" So mm-hmm. Shadow Moses Cafe came to fruition, and now we're back, baby. Shadow Moses Cafe podcast subsistence is back, and we're not going fucking anywhere this time as long as the Adderall keeps running. <laughs> <laughs> as long as I can keep getting my Adderall prescription, this podcast will never end, and I do not plan on running out anytime soon. <laughs> nice um i was just gonna say like a quick like um discussion with you uh mgs con yes like i i i was talking with amanda like i think like a year and a half before she even announced it and i was just like i was just telling her like you know i was almost like dming her like every like like at least once a month because i didn't want to bother because i knew like listen you're very busy i'm just gonna like dm you like every month like basically inspirational stuff like you got this amanda keep going keep going don't be this don't You're be awesome. discouraged that probably and, really helped her <laughs> and then you know and then clint again kind of like pulled me out because you know i got injured um in november uh-huh. and i was just like you know really depressed and at home and he kind of pulled me out saying like you know hey i've been re- you know talking to amanda let's do sort of like these live stream things we're thinking about and from then on it's like yeah just keep it going keep going with it and i was really excited when that it got the funding and I was like, yes. oh my god it was great when that I, finally happened yeah and i told her like listen you get the funding i am gonna buy those tickets and i'm gonna be like one of the first few people off the flight waiting at the hotel be like when is she here let's make i need to um i need to, all i needed all i can say right now is i need to figure out child care for the day because i plan mm-hmm. on driving up for the day and spending the day at mgs con um but I need to figure out childcare and I've got some people on the back burner for babysitting for that. But I plan on driving up to LA to the hotel and hanging out with everybody because if I miss this, I would never forgive myself. Like so many people are going that I have to meet, that I have to see. And I feel like I'm doing myself a disservice to like not go. So I'll I'll be doing my damnedest to get adequate child care for the day because I'm going to be gone like all day and I don't want my kids to feel like I'm abandoning them mm-hmm. <laughs> but like because I feel bad about that but at the same time like mm-hmm. I feel like I can't miss this and I can't take them up to LA like yeah. it's just it's too much that'd be too much 
it'd yeah. be too overwhelming, I would think. Yeah, like my son, you know, he's mm -hmm. autistic. I'm autistic as well, but but he's he's very like does not like loud noise and it's mm -hmm. LA. Like I'm not doing that to him. So um and we don't know how loud it's gonna be at MGS Con. Uh yeah. even though like it's gonna be great either way, but like mm -hmm. I have to put my children first. So when I figure out adequate childcare, I will let everybody know like when I'll be there for sure. Um, yeah, because it was like it was one of those things where it looked like, oh no, it might not happen, and when yeah. it did, and I said to myself like, I have to go because like, I don't know if there's gonna be another one. Yeah. And like you said as well, like I would be, I would also be like not only pissed, but also like sad that like out. It's I like you missed, missed out. It. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I never, you know, went to like the conventions. I never went to like um to the gaming expos or anything like that or even to e3 like even when um i was out out there in california for like some of those times where like events were there and you know it was like one of those things where, like I, I missed out a lot of it because yeah. i was like either working or like you know i was too young to go by myself i didn't have the money and so i was like no i'm an adult now i have to go yeah. like just to experience it and also get to see the people it feels like an obligation. It's a mission. Yeah, it's a mission at this point. We have to stay loyal to the mission. Yeah, but yeah, I, I plan on feeding a lot of people while I'm there because I promised dinner for a lot oh of people God. that bought the ticket, and um, <laughs> I'm happy to do it. Happy to do it. We're gonna eat very lavish food. Um, wear a tux. So. <laughs> yeah, I know you said that. I was like, I, I have a suit, but now I'm thinking like I can actually just rent a tux and just like show yeah. up. It's so funny you can just rent a tux because like girls are expected mm -hmm. to buy their dress, but you can rent a tux. Sense. I mean, you can rent a dress, but at the same time, yeah. like girls are expected to buy it and like have it, but men can mm. rent a tux. I just don't get that. I could probably buy it. Don't don't buy then, the don't buy the tux if you can rent it. Don't buy but, the tux. But then what would I do with it afterwards? It'd be really exactly weird. exactly. What I'll am I just... doing with the dress? I got I got that <laughs> famous strawberry dress in my closet that I'm not doing anything with because I one I can't fit into it mm -hmm. and two like I wear it like once and it's got glitter everywhere and I got on my husband's like service uniforms and <laughs> he was so <laughs> mad. Oh my god! He's like going to work in like NWU's like with glitter all over. He looked like he just got out of the strip club. It's so funny. Yeah, I actually ran out of topics and things to ask you about now. That's totally fine. It's actually, um, I promised my we, husband that I yeah. would be done by seven because um, I don't know mm -hmm. if you're going to cut this out at all, but um, uh, mm -hmm. I promised my husband I'd be done by seven because I have to make dinner because I'm a housewife. But I did promise dinner, so I got to make that. And then, but I, you know, I was so, mm -hmm. I, all day I was like, oh, I get to talk to Johnny on Metal Gear <laughs> Resurrections. I get to be on Metal Gear Resurrections. I was so excited. And, um, I was listening to your podcast in the ho at the hospital, like waiting mm -hmm. and everything and just like getting ready to talk. And I think I said a pretty healthy amount of what I wanted to say. And I'm I'm very, very happy and pleased and blessed that I got to talk to you today. I'm glad and thankfully you came on the podcast. Um, you know, it's it's it's. It's almost like a dream come true in a sense. Really? Yeah, like I wanted to, I've been wanting to talk to you for a while. Seriously. I'm not I'm not good with compliments. I, I can't know. think of this. I, I'm not good with compliments either. I would actually half the time people compliment compliment me and I'll be like like dead frozen, but like yeah. you talking to me? You like, playing. Like, you dead oh. ass. Um but yeah, like you know, I was like just like basically going like, all right, 
I, I I have to like sound somewhat professional when I talk to Shane. Let me not be a bumbling idiot. Oh, I, I am a bumbling idiot. Like you look up bumbling idiot in the dictionary and there's like a picture of me like falling down the stairs at Met Gala. And it's like, it's, I, you know how chill I am. I'm as laid yeah. back as it comes. Like you did not have to worry. And I think you did an amazing job. Thank you. You did a great job. Thank and I you. think you're going to do an even awesome job when you come on Shadow Moses Cafe for your interview. Nice. And we will definitely like message you and be mm-hmm. like, oh, here's the topic. And then, you know, you'll come mm-hmm. on and we'll obviously talk about the topic and talk about you and stuff like that. And and then you're going to plug your My podcast. podcast as much yeah. as you want <laughs> in SMC. I want because I did that and I feel bad that I just kept saying, no. hey, listen to Shadow Moses Cafe. Yeah, but, I was going to say that. I was like, hey, by the way, viewers, listen to Shadow Moses Cafe <laughs> Please podcast. listen to Shadow so Moses Cafe please. podcast. Please, please, please listen to Shadow Moses Cafe podcast. I should just have that subliminally, like a clip of that going like constantly in the background please. with the music. Please That's what I'm thinking. Listen to Shadow Moses Cafe. I want people I hate- to listen to your podcast. Huh? It's like, it's like, I want people to listen to your podcast. So plug when- away, Shane. Plug away on all uh, of your podcasts. I feel bad. Like before, no. um, before Shadow Moses Cafe went down, we had like mm. over 10,000 listeners. And, um, uh, oh my god! Yeah, it was I didn't crazy. It that much ten thousand. It, it was crazy, and like we barely did any marketing. We barely did I any know. marketing. And uh, now mm. I'm like going balls to the wall in marketing, and my analytics are showing mm. me that the trailer, which is barely twenty seconds, is like it's like thirty seconds long or something like that. Yeah, it's got over five hundred listens already. Damn. And um. Yeah. We're just waiting for that episode one to drop, baby. And <laughs> then it starts. I'm gonna say I'm waiting for it too. It's like I'm I'm like excited. Like it's almost like Christmas. In, in <laughs> for June, me too. In a way. I can't I wait like... to do the countdown. <laughs> uh but yeah, I wanna say like I wanna thank you again, Shane, for coming on. Thank you so on much for having podcast. me. Podcast. And I would say like for anybody who wanted to contact you, where can they reach you on social media? So you can definitely reach me anytime at Shane Hinnant on Twitter, um, H-I-N-N-A-N-T, Shane Hinnant. And I'm also on TikTok under Shadow Moses Cafe. You can go look at my videos there. I ha- I'm starting to break down the um, iceberg I made like a year ago mm. on TikTok. And I'm also promoting Shadow Moses Cafe on TikTok. And I, this is where a lot of our listeners are coming from is from TikTok. So we just hit a thousand followers too. So we were we were allowed to go live and put a link in our blog on our on our bio. Mm. So that really helped us out. Um, moving on from that, you can also find me on YouTube under Me- Mother Base Podcast Network, mm. and we uh, I just upload um, the video files of our podcast there. But I'm planning on doing like some vlogs and stuff. Maybe mm. I'm not sure. But like you know, I well I want to like just boost our presence a little bit more so i'm starting to get more social social media and you can find us on instagram under uh mother base network mother base network on instagram Mm -hmm. so those are the four places you can primarily find me um i don't really share my discord because like i only talk to my husband and the people on my uh um my podcast team but um Mm -hmm. 
I'm also on Discord too, but like you're just gonna have to ask me for that one uh, late, at a later date, I guess, if, if you really need it. But yeah, that's, that's where you can find me. And I'm always open to chat. If you have a question, if you just wanna talk to me, just let me know, I'm down, I'm down to clown, so. I know I keep saying that, but was I was, I've say, been saying that a lot. <laughs> I haven't heard that in a while. I used, I used to tell it to people, and then they'd be like, "Like, are you? Do you know?" Because it has like another meaning. It's like ICP, right? Yeah, and I was like, yeah. "No, not that." I was like, "Not that." Like, I'm, no, I don't listen to them. God, I just no. like the phrase. I'm down to clown because it rhymes. Yep. <laughs> oh man! But thank you so much for having me on. This was so fun. It's been it's been good talking to you. Yeah, I'm so thank happy. You.